It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Yeah. Pauline, <laughs> how are you? Yes, this is going to be a, uh, a podcast from the prone position, as I did, in fact, get a cortisone shot in my hip today. Yeah, how'd that go? It was unpleasant, but at least I'm not uh, afraid of needles. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, it was just a little prick. You can't, you know. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't. I, I had one recently in my knee, and it wasn't bad, but I'll tell you what, it sure did help my problem. So yeah. that was, that was really great. Um, yeah. I don't think we've ever done a podcast with you flat on your back. <laughs> yeah, This is what we're going to do. I think this is a first. Yeah. Hey, if, if it works for you, it works for me. Yeah. It's well, it's a comfy sofa. Yeah, it is. It's mm-hmm. very nice. Yep. And you know, what I love about these studio furniture here is that mm-hmm. it's the kind of stuff that just gets softer with age oh, yeah. and, but it's all, oh yeah. This used to be in my parents' uh, den, uh, eons ago. The chair you're sitting in mm-hmm. is the one that uh, uh, I, I sat in that said, this is what you're buying. <laughs> it's <laughs> awesome. I, I loved that chair so much. It's really, <laughs> really nice. Mm-hmm. I used to have one sort of like it, but it was a recliner. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, but so we're, we're in the leather furniture, ready mm-hmm. to talk about some sex. Um, you know, we talked about we talked about airplane sexual assaults um, last show or the show before. Mm-hmm. I can't remember. Um, and, you know, th- the number that were reported, you and I both, I think, said that can't be as many as there really are. You know, like mm-hmm. there's got to be more, but people are finally starting to speak yeah. up, right? Um, airplanes are just a Petri dish for for all sorts of really bad things to happen. And even if you're not afraid of flying itself, you, I totally hate the whole there airplane is, thing. There, there, there is absolutely nothing pleasant about it anymore. No. They have, I just, I mean, I, it, it, I mean, it used to be a thing that people dressed up for, no. which, I, which I also, which, which I do think is also stupid. I do but, too. Um, I, I just, I, I don't think... I mean, you know, and, and there's no, like, no right to, you know, fly, to privilege, all these sort of things. But I just, I don't understand to some extent why some of the airlines are not, like, sort of held accountable for the atmosphere that they create. Yeah, like, why? why <laughs> the do rage. They leave, yeah. Why do they leave people on runways for hours when the bathrooms are overflowing with no food? Like, why yeah. do they do that? Why mm-hmm. don't they just... Just let them go back into the airport, for God's yeah, sake. Yeah, I mean, because you're going into a secure area. It's like there should be, like, a gate where you just, like, bring up, unload people, and then the plane goes and stays in line. Or, I don't know. Just, you cannot tell me that they cannot figure this out. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, mm-hmm. our first story is about a plane. Okay. Oh, yeah. I had a feeling that's probably where we were. Yeah, I was we're, setting it up. We were, we I were was circling, setting it up and- hovering. We were going to just... Get in there. We needed mm-hmm. to opine, and I feel better. Do you? Uh, yes. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, good, yeah. good. Mm-hmm. Um, a Florida woman <sighs> thought that faking a medical issue would get her a bigger seat on an American Airlines flight from Pensacola to Miami, but uh, they ended up... Turn- how, how long can that be? 45 fucking minutes? I know. 
Really? Sorry, I mean, you said it. Okay. I know. Um, I know. If this was like a transatlantic or a cross-country flight, might be worth the scam. Mm-hmm. But yeah. not, okay. But the flight ended up turning around and going back to Pensacola after the woman said she was having trouble breathing. Um, the aircraft was evacuated after the woman admitted she lied about a medical issue, but then refused to get off the plane. Um, so the police. <laughs> Sorry, I don't. I just. I mean, it, it, just dig a deeper hole. Just dig right in. I, I, <sighs> yeah, the captain and um, the police finally talked her into leaving the plane. She was detained under the Baker Act which allows authorities to hold a person in a me- with a mental health issue. Mm-hmm. Um, and so that's her situation over there right now. But here's the deal, and I'm actually very much in favor of this. Mm-hmm. If you do something, unless, unless like blood sugar or it's a real medical issue, that you cause a plane to have to turn around, I think you should be charged for it. Mm-hmm. I think you should be charged for everything based on your <laughs> yep. dumbass actions. Yeah. Yeah, because I mean, think about the folks that missed uh, right. connecting flights or uh, an important event, or you know anything right. like, you know going through there. Yeah. I mean, what if there were uh, unaccompanied minors on the flight? Yeah, anything they could do with that extra stuff. Yeah, or you know, someone who's you know, I mean, you know, you should always travel with your medications, but someone you know, I don't know, something happens. Yeah. I mean, I tell you one thing right now, since I'm being old with my hip, mm. extra time in an airplane seat is not going to make me happy. No. No, no. I might actually, you know, start, you know, paying for booze on a flight if I have to deal with this sort of uncomfortable lower back issue. I think, can I just say, speaking of booze on a flight, they could at least have something decent. If you have to pay for it, I'll pay for it. But just get something that's worth drinking as as far, you know, like Mm. wine. They have terrible wine. Oh, see, I would, I I would, I'm sure they do. I can't imagine that, you know, they have decent wine on a plane. They should. But uh, I, I usually tend to go for a beer. Mm. It just, you know, it's because I can't, I'm, I'm a weenie weenie drinker. Yeah. So when they give you that little bottle, yeah, it's, I don't have enough mix for it. I'm a big fat weenie drinker. Okay. So I just go for the booze. I mean, for the, for the beer. For the beer. That sounds mm-hmm. good. So we, from time to time, we mentioned this gal named Nadia Bacotti. Um, she's an Australian and she's a sexpert. And she writes a column, and we go to her this week, uh, not because she has any new uh, thoughts or takes on anything, um, and we definitely don't have anything about Gwyneth Paltrow this week, which is really (laughs) quite a shame. Um, But she was talking about um, all the horrifying um, messages that she gets and emails and stuff like this. Oh, you know, folks that don't like the fact that she enjoys sex or speaks about it. Or or guys sending her emails about lengthy masturbation sessions to her picture. You know, there's, which I guess you could call that a form of fan mail. Uh, But nobody, no, nobody asked for that. No. You know, I was going through there. No. And she, she says, and, and I, I had this when I was on air. I mean, oh, I can imagine. Yeah, I actually. I mean, I'm. I've, I've, I've been fairly public about the fact that I own, you know, fantasy gifts. Or, you know, family owns it, but I haven't. You know, I'm. You know, I haven't really gotten that much. You know, weirdness. Good for you. Yeah. I'm glad to hear that. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, Bacotti says, like most of the women in media, I know I can't remember the last time I opened my email not to be confronted with threats of violence, graphic depictions of sex acts, occasionally accompanied by a description and all of that. And she said, um, then there are the people that call her stupid, fat 
and all of that mm-hmm. other kind of stuff. And she says, if my image is featured in an article, I receive messages critiquing everything from my body weight to my haircut. And if I express an opinion, I'm called a dumb bitch. And she goes, by the way, I have three university degrees and blah, blah, blah. And she just says, you know what? Don't look at it. Mm-hmm. Just don't look at it. Just yeah. delete, delete. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I just I I'm I've always been sort of I mean, I don't think I have looked at comments on anything in probably year year and a half. Mm-hmm. I just you know I I, I I'm I will occasionally comment on something usually in a in a positive manner like oh that's really exciting or good for you even if it's someone I don't know if I just see something that I think is cute or or nice or or you know you know if I'm gonna comment it's gonna be positive and I don't yeah. even bother with the with the um with looking at the comments on things well, because although, because even before this, I used to, you know, I have a, I don't, okay. How many scale, how, how, how many comments to someone is misogynist? How many comments? Till, just, yeah. <laughs> and it, when it got to be less than like three, that's when I stopped looking at comments. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I mean, you know, it's, it's too bad. It's, it's really too bad, but I, I really think that there's a lot of, um, timelessness and wisdom to the whole if you don't have anything nice to say don't say anything at all mm-hmm. hello yeah you know? it is yeah I, I i do wonder i mean i mean honestly this whole messaging comment thing is i mean less than two decades old really if yeah. you think about it at one point do they f- do we collectively figure out i mean you know when does it you know when were we going to figure out not to do this shit I mean, you know, because things change, you know, change. Yeah. What, what's the next medium? How, you know, folks are going to figure, you know, figure mm. it out. You know, it's yeah. very weird. No, it totally is. And quite honestly, um, I like it that they've made it, and it's not hard, but they've made it, you know, they've made you jump through a hoop or two at least to write a review. Mm-hmm. You know, like I had a, I, I got flowers. This is kind of funny. I got flowers from, um, my friend and his wife owns a flower shop. Mm-hmm. And I was, I was absolutely amazed that, um, they, they, a week and a half later, they still looked like amazing. Mm-hmm. Now, if I'm looking at a, thinking of ordering flowers from someplace, mm-hmm. that is something I would like to know how mm-hmm. well they lasted. Right. Yeah. That they've got good suppliers. They order correctly. I mean, you know, it works, you know, it works out really well. Cause sometimes you, someone, uh, you know, well, this has been around for a while. You know what I mean? Yeah. yeah. So, mm-hmm. but because he gifted me those flowers, mm-hmm. I had no pathway to be able to review it. And you know what? I was like a little bit bummed, but then on the other hand, I I was happy because that keeps that, people. That just means people can't go in and troll. They can't, right? Get, you know, because okay, somehow, and I think you know this happens, and we've talked about this before. Is that there, there, there's some some mentality out there that everything's supposed to be perfect all the time. Yeah. You know, that no one's allowed to screw up and, 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 and that all screw ups have like the same equality of graveness, you know, it's just very, it's yeah. very strange, yeah. you know, and certain things. And I think that's, I mean, and, and you know, when I get that because with a business that sells sex toys, I mean, for example, I, I get a, like a, a summons on a, on a sidewalk before the bowling alley does. I mean, you know, I just, I, Oh, you mean like for shoveling for or shoveling something? and stuff like that. It's just really straight. You know, so I'm like, we're going to get to it. When have I not cleaned it? You know, yeah. I mean, it's just very, very strange, but you know, there's it, just, it's very weird. 
it's, you know, it's, yeah. it's very strange. It's the same thing. So, I mean, even when I try and be better than everybody else, it's still not equal. You know, because people are going for this perfection or how can they poke at you? How can they annoy you? Well, this plays mm-hmm. right into the next oh, one. Oh, okay. Um, so, oh, God, it's like we planned this. I know. I have no idea. And, to, and I, I've been too busy to to, 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 to pop into what, 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 what we might be talking about. Well, that's okay. So mm-hmm. here's the thing. Um, you just said something that was a perfect setup for this. You said, you know, the ability to comment and all of this online stuff is really only about 20 years old. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. Text communication is also you know, by mm-hmm. standard new. And there's an article here and I just threw it in here cause I thought this was kind of funny. Um, this guy named Nick Douglas, he was writing about, um, the responses as okay. And yes, as responses in a text. And, um, he's like, you need to use an exclamation point to sound positive. Mm-hmm. Otherwise he says you might sound passive, aggressive, dismissive, or angry. Yeah. The, the amount of exclamation points I find myself using when I text or email versus just, you know, like, you know, to get the speech across. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. You think that you agree oh, with him? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I mean, just because you look at something and you see just like, okay, you're thinking, I read just okay. I mean, depending on what I'm doing, I'm going back and forth <laughs> to my daughter. She knows. But, you know, if, but depending on what's going on, if you don't know someone, you there's a text just missing a lot of information. And I think that's, you know, has a hard, you know, with the people who can, I mean, half the stuff like in, in Dear Abby and all that now is about communications. And I always mention text and I don't know what it meant. (laughs) And someone's like, you could call it ask. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. God forbid. God forbid you actually speak with someone. Now, mind you, this technology is, you know, is excellent for people who have, you know, have speech issues or high anxiety. I mean, I mean, you know, all of these, all of this technology is excellent for some people, but for a lot of us, it's just not necessary. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He doesn't, he doesn't talk about emojis, mm. but he does say, don't go too far with exclamation points because then you could cross over into s- sarcasm. <laughs> so, so, so none is bad and like five or six is too many uh-huh. <laughs> yeah and um well, maybe you should say like yay you know like a little bit of yay like two exclamation points you know <laughs> <sighs> yay i got a parking spot or five exclamation points yay the cake was uh, delivered on time i don't know I just, yeah. well he says if everyone if you're in a group text and everybody but you uses exclamation points everybody else thinks you hate them <laughs> <laughs> i I thought that was funny. It might be for folks that are, you know, younger, but just, I just, you know, I, uh, quick emails, text. It's, I, I, I am, I am giving you information. You know, if I, if I have to, if, if there, if there's going to be any, um, if, if there's any subtlety, I have to pick up the phone because <laughs> there's just, <laughs> I still have the cred by the way. Oh no. Um, mm-hmm. okay. Washington post few food reviewer, Tom Seitzma. Younger? Got, well, inadvertently found himself in the middle of a scandal. Mm. Um, he, uh, he had done a review um, and there was a picture. And in, in the ambience of the restaurant where this was taken, there was a couple. And the picture was published in the Washington Post. And a woman commented on the story, on, on the online version, and said... Well, Tom, your latest review is accompanied by a picture of my husband 
dining with a woman who isn't me. <laughs> and um, <laughs> I'm surprised. I mean, I, you don't even see a lot of background people. And unless you're talking about like a big gathering, but I don't see people using. Oh, I'm con- okay. Yeah. I I, so she also said, um, once confronted with the photographic evidence, he confessed to an ongoing affair. Just thought you'd be amused to hear of your part in the drama. This Thanksgiving, I'm grateful to you for exposing a cheat. <laughs> you know, there's an email that he was not expecting. <laughs> yeah, and he was he was trying to he's he he said he wrote back and he says, please, please, please tell me this is a crank post. I'd hate to learn otherwise. Mm. And um, you know, so they're they're wondering if maybe that, but still, oh my god. You know, that's the the hilarious thing, like you know, th- I think, I honestly think the truth is in fact a force of nature. And it's, it's like, mm-hmm. if you watch crime shows, you, whatever you get caught, it comes out yes. one way or another. And so this doesn't surprise me at all, you no. know, because it's, it's like a karma thing, mm-hmm. you know, makes me laugh. Florida man. <sighs> he came to see you. <laughs> he got arrested. Mm-hmm. Um, because he was trying to throw something away when he was pulled over by police in Fort Pierce, Florida last month. He failed to adequately stop at a sign. And um, they said, hey, what are you doing? Um, And they found a crack pipe, and this baggie had coke in it. And they said, well, gee, actually crack cocaine. Um, What is this? And he goes, you know, the wind just blew it into my car. (laughs) Crack pipe. Not so much, but uh, yeah, so he's he's arrested. Hmm. You know what? I mean, okay, it's not that I, you know, use crack pipes or whatever, but I was at an establishment a while back and I wandered through it and I realized that they had an enormous amount of pipes, or as they're called now, tobacco or water tobacco pipes. You know what? They're pretty. Yeah. They are, I mean, the, the, the folks that hand blow these suckers, they got some skills. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was yeah, going through there. I mean, when I was uh, younger and we did, you know, I was like, we never had that. There was a toilet paper roll and some, and some tin foil. Someone, someone carved a thing out of an apple once, or he just, you know, a little pinch hitter. You know, never, never played with the really nice, you know, glass pipes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, smoke a little pot. Maybe they're for other things other than pot, but I think some, you know, and, and then the, all the decorative bongs and stuff like that. Yeah, they're great. Mm-hmm. They're pretty. Did you, or did you not say that you've watched the new incarnation of Queer Eye? I I got about five or six minutes into one, and I just went, I'm not into it. And I understand that they've expanded their definitions, not just a straight guy. They're doing mm-hmm. a lot of different things. They're, they're based out of Atlanta this time, so they're not right. So they're in a whole different area. Mm-hmm. But I just I just couldn't get into it. I don't know. Just, okay. Yeah. Yeah. I I mean I like the cast, and, and I got a little um, bored with the old one after a while. So yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean yeah, it gets, but they do have better stories because they're more. Um, they're more diverse. There's mm-hmm. different, you know, you're looking at a lot of different situations. But um, get this, for the first time in 35 years, there is a non-female appearing on the cover of Cosmopolitan. And that would be Queer Eyes grooming expert, Jonathan Van Ness. Hmm. And he's wearing a um, peach tool gown uh, with striped tube socks and Nikes. And uh, <laughs> Nike must love that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the headline said, "Yep, we did it. You're totally welcome." Mm-hmm. So, um, so who was okay? So that begs for me. That begs like, who was the um, 
The last one? The last one. Boy George, back in 1984. Did he pass away? No. Who was no. the one that passed? Someone, someone. Uh, oh, you mean, oh, Rick Ocasek. No. No. If Boy George died, I didn't hear it. No, not Boy George. Um, but, but, but the lead singer from, from. George Michael from Wham. Did he pass away? Oh, years ago. Okay, so that's see because they came, they became popular at the same time. Yeah, yeah. And for some bizarre reason, I conflate the two all the time. And I knew one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. Do you play Wham again? The uh, last Christmas song. You have to go as far into December without hearing that song. Oh no, but I should. No, no. Friends, friends of mine are playing it, and uh, I mean, I'm listening to Christmas music on Sirius radio here so, so i hear it all. I'm, I'm not you know i'm not even gonna bother trying to play this but a friend of mine uh, uh was out uh today when she heard it uh, over the at cub she thought maybe she would be you know safe but you know because i mean if you if you hear like other people singing last last christmas it's fine but, but it can't be wham. But it can't be wham mm-hmm. yep got it mm, sorry well it's it, yeah boy mm-hmm. george was the last one and by the way i will just i would like to add that Culture Club uh, was <clears throat> the headliner a year ago at this, not this past state fair, but the year before. And um, I went to see them with the B-52s. Mm-hmm. And I had, in all the years, never seen Culture Club live. They were fantastic and, quite frankly, completely underrated in my view. After seeing them this many years forward, it was all the originals. They sounded amazing. Amazing. No, I've, uh, I, 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 if you're still, okay, if you're still touring that many years later, either one, everyone's got to pay bills, but two, there's probably other ways of going around making money, teaching, doing different things, or writing songs, or producing, you know, most mm-hmm. of us. But if you're still hauling your ass around to stages, mm-hmm. you got to love performing. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's going through. Oh, he was amazing. He came out and he kind of came out on the stage and he kind of peeked around. And he says, oh, everybody's always, what's he going to be wearing? What's he doing? And he goes, of course. He goes, he goes, what do you think? I'm boy fucking George. And I was like, woo. I mean, it was so fun. Um, just quick, quickly okay. wrapping up on the Cosmo cover story. Okay. Oh, yeah. Jonathan Van Ness, I would just like to say, um, he identifies as non-binary, uses, but he does use male pronouns. And um, he says, you know, I'm trying to encourage people to love, you know, who Mm -hmm. they are. And so um, he also lives with HIV and he's trying to kind of be an advocate um, and improve the social safety net for people living with that and um, make critical thinking cool. So Mm -hmm. he's just out there trying to spread the love. And Yeah, I mean, because I know that uh, uh, Vogue has really in the past few years, especially Teen Vogue, has really turned into quite the um, high-end journalism. You're not really? seeing some of the stuff in other places. Teen Vogue has been spectacular. Really, uh, Articles on the environment, articles on sex, are, that, that mean something, not just how to give the best blowjob. You okay. know what I mean? You know, yeah, stuff yeah. like that. Uh, Teen Vogue, I've been absolutely fascinated by some of the stuff in, in Vogue recently. That's mm-hmm. awesome. Now, if they could just stop shoving perfume inserts in it, maybe I would actually get one. God, Look. that is so brutal. Do you know anybody, for real, for real, in your social or family life that wears perfume anymore? I don't. My daughter, um, she, she might have, but there was a point there in high school when it was sort of a gifty thing, but I don't think recently... But I honestly, no one, no one 
my age or a little, you know, a little bit older, a little younger. It's so overwhelming. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know literally anybody that does. And it's like, how did, do they still spend so much money on advertising and, and take up so much real estate in department stores? Mm-hmm. Somebody's buying it, but yeah. I don't know who. Yeah. Do you? No. I, I don't either. No idea. No idea. I mean, they also know. I mean, then again, if folks do have it, they all know that my nose is insane. So generally, it's not get worn around yeah. me anyway. Yeah. Um, oh, God. I, I can never pass up a dog with a dildo story. <laughs> Can't. Can't. Oh, we got in a whole pallet of dildos. Oh, you did? The other day, yeah. You didn't throw any of them for a dog? No, I didn't throw any from a dog. I didn't try and talk into any of them. Okay. Yeah, I was going through there. Which you've I, done. I, yeah, I did a little blog on a whole bunch of new stuff we got in from Blush. Cool. Because over over the Thanksgiving weekend, I had gone to all the stores taking pictures, and I Instagrammed like crazy, Twitter, cool. uh, Facebook, Google, Yelp, all that, right? Yeah. But there were some pictures I can't show. Oh. Like dildos. So I did a uh, I did a blog and linked some stuff, and we got some really fun ones in. Cool. It's just fun. And besides, dildo is such a spectacular word. It's a good word. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so this one hails from New Jersey. Um, Lisa Cross was walking her uh, Staffordshire Bull Mastiff named Honey. Not a tiny dog. No. No, not at all. And they were do on... They also, do, do they drool a bit? Uh-huh. Oh, okay. oh, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that was in the, the, the Tom Hanks one. Was that a Mastiff? Remember? Oh, like, yeah. The, the, You're thinking yeah. of, um, oh. yeah. Uh, Something. That... No, that was some kind of an exotic uh, breed of dog. Oh, okay. But, yeah. But but it was the dog was the, it was the co-star of the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Any dog with bull in its mm-hmm. name is yeah. going to drool. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but they were just doing their daily walk. And uh, the dog just vanished into the trees and she reappeared with a big dildo hanging out of her mouth I probably smelled it. <laughs> couldn't get the dog to drop it. it took her an hour to get her to, you know, to put it down. And she finally mm. had to like, you know, mm. get, get it. But they, um, when she realized that she finally wasn't going to get it, you know, to keep it, she, um, buried it for safekeeping. Which is probably a very, very, very good place for it. Mm-hmm. And she posted photographs and mm-hmm. all of that good stuff. We'll put this story up on Great Northern uh, Sex Cast Facebook page. We found uh, one of the one of the staff members here um, lives in an apartment building in the uh, uptown area of Minneapolis. And the back lot of the of the uh, apartment parking lot is sort of up against 94 and a lot of construction, a lot of stuff going on over there, whatever. And she glanced over, and this is before it snowed. Uh, she glanced over and she realized what she was looking at was a masturbator, like the like the vagina butt ones mm. that are like really expensive. And someone had like discarded it like over the fence. And she watched, so, someone eventually got it like weeks later, picked it up or did something later, but she just kept giggling because she's trying to like. That's an expensive that's, yeah, item. Yeah. I mean, this is not cheap, these things. No. You know, like what price range would you suppose? Oh, well, I mean, the really small little pocket ones, you know, are only about nineteen ninety five, little tube type ones. But these full loaf ones can go for a uh, hundred, hundred and fifty bucks, and then so, yeah, okay. I mean, so this is chucked over the fence. It's just oh, that's amazing. Like, and she's like, yeah, and of course, shit, God, it's not like my work's following me home. Ah, that's you hilarious. Know. Mm-hmm. Um. This uh, British sex worker named Lily, she works at Sheffield's City Sauna, and um, she she's interviewed and tells a couple uh, stories about mm-hmm. it. She says, you know, I pretty much do every service from A to Z. 
Um, she's happy to take a flogger and go to work on you, trample, ball bust, whatever. But she says, you know, I get a lot of requests for slippery sliding massage. That's fun. But she says the, the one thing that the funniest thing she ever did, and it's been more than one person that they want her to pop balloons, like either between her legs or with her butt pop balloons. It's a fetish, I guess. I, yeah. I've seen that. I mean, just, um. There was, oh God, there was a movie in that, like in the 80s or something, I did it. And I'm like, they just make this shit up? So, and, but, and they could, because there was also a movie with John Ritter, I can't think of it, years ago, you know, and, in which there was a glow-in-the-dark condom scene. I think mm-hmm. I've talked about this before. But the scene is just like two guys, they both have glow-in-the-dark condoms on, they're running around, I'm blanking and on the name of it. you can see it. You can see it, right? But at the time, glow-in-the-dark condoms, especially with any sort of color to them other than the green, uh, did not exist. Right. Oh my God, every single time that movie would come on cable, people would ask for them. And then finally, you know, about 15, uh, 10, 15 years after the movie came out, someone finally figured out how to make a glow in the dark condom. Oh, we got glow in the dark dildos in. They're glittery and they glow in the dark. They're really oh, cool. fun. Um, but it was just, it's just funny. But they don't really play that movie all that much anymore. I can't think it? of the name of it. I don't know. It was a John Ritter title. I know that. Okay. If you look at that, it up, was a fu- I remember that. Di- scene. If you, I mean, I, since the man died like 20 years ago now, if you look him up, you know, look it up on IMDb, you're going to find the, the movie. Okay. And, but that scene, uh, constantly, do you have glow-in-the-dark condoms? Do you have glow- we do, in fact, have glow-in-the-dark condoms now. Most of them are just the, you know, the green is going through there. But the new uh, dildos we got in, there's like pink and blue. Was it, did we get the green one? Orange? I don't know. But they're, they're glittery and glowy, and they're really, uh, really quite awesome. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Sweet. Mm-hmm. Um, this one, I'm not going to lie. I mean, I was kind of surprised, but then not. Um, so YouTube, you know, a lot of trends, weird trends have popped up on YouTube mm-hmm. and, you know, all of this sort of thing. But now there's the sex doll channel. And one of them is called basically doll unboxing. And it features a person explaining the best way to unbox a sex doll to avoid back injury. And literally you watch this whole thing. So he explains... Oh, wow. I mean, I I am flummoxed by the concept of the unboxing video, whether it's makeup or clothing or sex. I I I just I cannot. My brain just there's like boinging things going on. It I can, it makes no sense to me whatsoever. Let's go through there. Okay, the mm-hmm. first thing you do when you unbox a sex doll, just FYI. Oh, okay. Lift the legs first. That's standard procedure. Then you have to stand up on the bed where the box is, put the elbows to your knees to support your back, and roll the doll out of the box. They appear to be heavy, and they're usually sent without their heads attached. Well, we've got like a $3,000 doll. It's all one piece. It's only about, I'd say it's about four ten, five, five feet tall. We're just going through there because I'm, I'm a little bit taller than it. It says no box. And we sold it. Yeah, it was um, when, we, uh, when we had them here and we, uh, we were uh, dressing them. Because uh, we put some lingerie on them because they came naked and we didn't think that was appropriate. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, it was not the... Uh, uh, there, were, there, were, there were like three of us. We spread out a big sheet. We were all wearing gloves so that we wouldn't put smudges on, you know, and everything like that. But it was not the easiest thing to maneuver. Yeah. So I would assume that these, uh, even these more expensive dolls would be difficult. Probably bend your knees, don't lift your back. You know, mm-hmm. standard heavy stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, this fellow that does that one, um, shows the, he shows off all the different wigs and all that. 
But there's another one called um, Sex Stuff AI Sex Doll Review features sex educator Zoe Legan, and she meets a male dog, dog doll that can answer questions like "What's your favorite food?" etc. Then she tests out the doll on camera. Seems fairly impressed, although she said it was kind of weird. Um, and yeah, some people were really grossed out. Other people were like, hey, that's good to know. So, hey, you know, you, you were not born knowing this stuff. You no. know, something you got to have, you know, it's going through there. Um, <clears throat> uh, had to, I mean, whether you're Googling how to lift a sex doll out of a box or the uh, appropriate way to remove a, a background on PowerPoint, you know, there, I'm sure that there's a YouTube video for almost everything. There certainly is. Mm hmm. I think we mentioned the show Fleabag um, mm -hmm. a, a while back. Did you? Oh yeah, there was two seasons of it. I absolutely loved it because it's just the depiction of just of a, of a woman who likes sex. Mm -hmm. You know, just like I, I'm horny. I want to have some sex. You know, just it. It's not. It's not considered risque. It's not considered out of the ordinary. It's completely and utterly normal. Mm hmm. Did you ever wonder why it's called Fleabag? Oh, I read something a little bit about it. Was that her nick? Was that her actual nickname? No. Nope. No. I don't know why she chose that for the character, but that's all she's known as. Guess what? It's a sex trans trend, and fleabagging is the um, the um, act of someone constantly dating a person who is wrong with them. Wrong for them. Wrong for them. Yes. And if you notice, her boyfriend is. Oh, yeah. It's called free flea bagging. No, I've, the, the, first, the first season of that show, yeah. And yeah, both seasons. But the first season, I, personally, I thought the second season was a lot better. Really? Yeah. I, oh. I've only watched three episodes, but I laughed my ass off. Mm -hmm. It's pretty funny. And the mm -hmm. actress is just hysterical. Oh, I've my. seen her in other things. Mm -hmm. And it's like, um, she's got quite a range, that one. Mm -hmm. Very funny. Um, so there's a thruple, and um, they get interviewed uh, about how they keep the jealousy down. Mm. It's group yoga. Okay. So Michael Taylor and his wife, Lauren, um, met in 2011. They married in 2016. And after seven years, they decided they had more love to give, and they looked for someone to join their unit. Then they found another gal named Jess, who's been polyamorous most of her life. They planned to go to Thailand to get married because you can't marry three people in the U.S. Mm -hmm. um, they're thinking about having a family together, but basically um, they do yoga to make sure that they diffuse jealousy. <laughs> well, it's supposed to be calming. And, mm -hmm. you know, really, and good for core muscles, so that's going to help for a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I, you know, I've never taken a yoga class. I keep thinking I should. I tried. So funny. I, I went to the studio um, when I was living in uh, the North Loop, and the teacher, like, was just chronically late, and he ruined, that's when I was a freelancer. Mm -hmm. And if I didn't get my workout done at a certain time, mm -hmm. then it usually... You know, just screwed with the rest of your Yeah, so I, I had a very bad experience from a bad yoga teacher, but I would like to try it again. Um, very clever girl in uh, Oregon, Ohio, um, called 911 to stop a domestic abuse situation. Um, she called 911 uh, 
because a man was beating her mother. And she said, not wanting to call attention, she said, I'd like to order a pizza. Mm. And he said, you're calling 911 to order a pizza? And um, she says, no, 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 you're not understanding. Mm. And the 911 operator, a guy, mm. says, okay, I'm getting you. And so he says, is the other guy still there? She goes, yep, I need a large pizza. He goes, okay, medical, you need medical. And she goes, no, with pepperoni. <laughs> so she's trying to mm. whatever. Um, so they sent officers, kept their sirens off, and they managed to get the suspect. And I, I've heard that. I, I've heard of that before. But was like, you know, I haven't. Uh, I think that's yeah, genius. That, that there was a, they uh, um, said, they were, can I order a pizza? And they, the person that was being, um, they didn't see what they were dialing and, you know, and just ordered a whole pizza. But of course they were able to, you know, trace the call and find, you know, you have to give the address, the whole deal. Yeah. You know? Yeah. No, mm-hmm. that's, that's genius. So yep. I hope other mm-hmm. people will keep that one under their hat in the event. I mm-hmm. hope they never need to mm-hmm. use it. Um, okay. I'm embarrassed. I know the name, but I couldn't point okay. this person out in a lineup. Louis C.K., yeah, he's the uh, uh, comic who um, uh, blew up his career by, um, well, basically being an, uh, you know, uh, 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 what masturbating in front of fellow female comics or people okay. that were trying to head. Yeah, okay. lost his shows, did you know, different things, and he's um, he's made a couple attempts to come back, but he keeps um, stepping in it, from what I can tell. Well, mm-hmm. there's a story about him. Uh, he just played to a nearly packed basketball arena in Tel Aviv, Israel, and the audience was pretty, um, you know, good. Um, and he said, uh, he's, he's, uh, he, he told the crowd straight out of over 5,000, he said, yep, I've made transgressions. And even though I asked permission, um, it was mistake. And if I stay, if they say yes now, I still won't do it anymore because it's not popular. Yeah, not popular. That's a very odd characterization, <laughs> wouldn't you say? Yeah, I yeah. Just these folks didn't realize. Yeah, the whole thing, just story after story. It just really, um, it's a very very awkward for for the women that were his uh, uh, coworkers and other uh, comics and stuff that were working with him. That just did not feel as though they could say no. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Japanese department store under fire. Uh, for a uniform accessory, um, they have a badge um, that basically translates into Miss Period. And so it's they, they tell the women to wear it or they give them the option to wear it when they have their period. So um, with the idea of improving the working environment so that others are clued in that an employee has her period um, and give her extra help or a longer break during her shift. You know... Japanese businesses seem to be way too concerned about their female employees. First of all, you're not allowed to wear glasses. Now you're supposed to share when you have your period. Mm-hmm. And I think high. And then I think there was another story about having to wear high heels. Oh, high heels. I mean, no how glasses. I, yeah. Yeah. Um, honestly, I, 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 the, we're, we're going to start hearing about, uh, a female employees just chucking their uh, male bosses off of balconies, I bet. Oh my, <laughs> and they're everyone's going to wonder what, why. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so we conclude today with a Monica Lewinsky story. Um, mm-hmm. she, of course, if for those of you who are too young to remember this, um, was really 
nationally demonized for mm. her relations with then President Bill Clinton when she was a White House intern. Mm-hmm. She now has a deal to make a documentary on public shaming. So she will produce and appear in this uh, uh, feature-length 15 Minutes of Shame documentary for HBO Max. And, um, yeah, so... Uh, she is hilarious on Twitter. Oh, oh, yeah, follow her. Yes, she is a very funny woman. And she, uh, the other day, I learned something from Monica Lewinsky. What? I have an iPhone. And on it, there's a little clock icon app, right? Yeah. It's not just a picture of a clock. If you look at it, it's telling the time in the little second hand moves. Yeah. So she had posted on Twitter, I was this many days old when I realized that the clock was an actual functioning clock. And there was like 3,000 people underneath of her going, oh my God, you're right. Oh, there it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh, I see it. Mm-hmm. Well, son of a gun. Yeah. Totally, um, totally crap. But she is... Um, but she's, yes. she's funny. Does she yes. ever indicate what she's doing now? I'm not sure. Is actually going through there? She's... Um, I... I uh, Earlier or something, uh, there was another tweet I saw of her that she she's responding that someone had mentioned that the older I get, the better my life and the and the better the work is or something whatever it is. And, and someone said I was like thirty five, and she goes, "Hey, forty or something like that." And, I, and it's hard to I'm like, how is it possible that Model Lewinsky is forty plus? Yeah. You know? <laughs> That's scary. But um, the film's going to include people around the world who've been publicly shamed, mm-hmm. and it will examine the role of bullies, the media, and others, and it'll include mm-hmm. input from psychologists and other experts. Mm-hmm. And, um, yeah, um, she's the, the HBO says, Monica Lewinsky is an anti-bullying activist with unparalleled authority. Oh, definitely. So mm-hmm. I wish her luck with that because... That poor girl, and mm-hmm. I, I don't care what anybody says. Oh, yeah, no. I feel really bad for what yeah, happened no, to her. She was, uh, yeah. Well, actually, I mean, her, uh, Anita Hill, the the women that are t- uh, testifying now, I mean, the way that they just brutalize yeah. women. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, the, the the woman, I'm blanking on the woman who uh, testified against Kavanaugh. They just absolutely. Lassie Ford. Yeah, yeah. And there is, there's going to be textbooks, hopefully, in the future, of, uh, just about the women who just finally, in this century, last century, said no fucking more. Yep. Just done. Yep. Mm-hmm. We have. Mm-hmm. Well, very well. We're almost to Christmas. Almost, yeah. It's a week. Oh, my God. I got to do some more shopping. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Bye, dildo. Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? 
No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.